Hello, and welcome to the Starting Writers Guild Anime, Manga, and Comics Podcast. My name is Christian Ashley, and I will be your host for this evening. Or whenever you're listening to this, doesn't really matter. That's when I'm recording. So to me, it's evening. Now, I'd like to welcome everyone once again uh, to the podcast. So just going to give you a little rundown for it. It's going to be our episode zero as my watch goes off at midnight. Thank you for that. Very professional. And that's one of the things you're going to learn right off the bat is uh, I am not an editor. Uh, when it comes to audio. So part of the process in this is that I will not be editing. I will be sending things to my uh, co-worker, John, with the Starving Writers Guild, and he's just running it through a program, and whatever happens, happens. If the audio sucks, the audio sucks. So that's where we are. But enough about that. Like I said, this is episode zero of the podcast, and my intention with this is just let you guys know just what this is about, why I'm doing it, like why should you care? I mean, hopefully you care. We'll see as the podcast goes on. Now, as to who am I, like I said, my name is Christian. Uh, I'm a writer with the Starving Writers Guild, and I'll get into that in a second as to what that is. Uh, Let's see. Just turned 31 the other day. I've been a lifelong comics fan and uh, got into anime younger and then manga a little later on in high school and college. See, other than that... I live in North Carolina. I have wonderful family uh, at the moment. <laughs> Just kidding. They're still here. And at this moment, let's move on to the next question. So what is the Starving Writers Guild? Now, the Starving Writers Guild is kind of a brainchild uh, made from three people. That's myself, uh, John Erdley, slash John Transylvania, when that comes out, and uh, Barbara Rution, Nay Erdley. I believe that's how you're supposed to do it. In her book, she goes by Barbara Page. Uh, the three of us met in college. Uh, all three of us were there with a creative writing degree. And as we're being told, oh, all you need is that degree, and you'll just get things done. You'll get your books published. It'll be wonderful. That's what people look at. That's what agents want. And after years of sending query letters and getting nothing in response, we kind of lost hope for a bit. It's like, we'll never get published. You know, in this cutthroat business, you either know somebody or you get lucky. And I said, it's it's someone who doesn't believe in luck. Till eventually, I believe it was John who had the idea first uh, and said, like, look, why don't we do it ourselves? Why don't we get the crowdfunding, you know, to get our books published, get money for covers, you know, all the money for ISBN numbers, all that fun jazz that I'm glad he does and I don't because I'm not a technical person like that. So the three of us agreed to work together, and that's how we got here. Uh, we started the website, StarvingWritersGuild.com. Uh, that's where we offer editing services. That's where our books are hosted, as well as Amazon. You can find it, uh, find them on there. And we want to create a community for people writing to be able to, you know, have an affordable way to get things done and to learn how to do it themselves. I mean, we self-publishing or what's the, what's the preferred term now today? Independently published. I should say, is a daunting task. And that's one of the ways, ways we want to help come around people who are just coming into this just so they can get into it, understand what's going on. They don't have to be afraid. It's like so They can get their work out there just like we have at this moment. Let's see. John has one, two, three books out. Uh, Barbara has two with a third on the way. My third just released, and I have a fourth right after that one. So over... Let's see, what's it been? Three years? Yeah, three years. We've gotten all that done. That's, if I do say so myself, patting myself on the back, quite impressive. 
So what got me into comics? Comics have been something that I grew up with. My dad was a huge and still is a huge nerd as collected comic books his entire life, Marvel, DC, and I was raised on it. I mean, especially when I was younger, like watching things like, you know, Spider-Man animated series, X-Men, Batman, Superman, Justice League, so on and so forth. It just got me to that point of, you know, let me get into like where these cartoons are coming from. What about the comics they're based on? Let me get into that. And I started with Spider-Man, my favorite hero. And it's been a lifelong addiction since then. Now, as far as what got me into anime, anime is one of those double-edged swords sometimes. When I grew up uh, in a very conservative environment, it was the idea of, oh, this is is evil and demonic, Japanese and foreign. Oh, no, I don't know about that. And then graciously, as things went on, that sort of died out a bit, and we had more reasonable heads going, okay, look, this has nothing to do with satanic influence. You know, we can enjoy these things and not be afraid of falling into sin. (laughs) Outside of certain things we'll get into later. That would definitely encourage that. But anime, when uh, my first would have probably been uh, Dragon Ball Z. And when I first saw that, it blew me away. Like, what is this? There was nothing like it. I mean, at that time on television, Spider-Man was not allowed to throw a punch. And because of network executives, then you see two really buff guys just beating the heck out of each other, just throwing key blasts around, yelling at each other, powering up. It's like, I want in this. And it was around that time, too. Let's see, I got into Pokemon, got into uh, Gundam Wing, uh, pretended not to like Sailor Moon at that time. Later, I learned, you know, it's okay to say out loud as a man, you can watch that. But I was six or seven at the time, so, you know, my masculinity wasn't as secure as it is now. (laughs) So I've continued on since then of, oh gosh, I can't even remember how many I've actually watched. It's definitely in the hundreds. Uh, I mean, if I had to guess 200 something, and it could be more than that, probably not much more than that. So that's also been a lifelong passion of mine. Uh, it's also third question involving the other media here is like, oh, well, what got me into manga? Well, as many people know, when you get into certain anime and they suddenly stop and there's no ending, you go, well, that's kind of weird. Or they make up an ending out of nowhere. It's like, well, I don't see the logical steps for how that could have happened. And you do your research on it and go, wait, this is based on a comic book? What, what is this manga? Manga. And you look into it, okay. Oh, so this is based off of that. It's drawn in another country far away from America. And you get into it, it's like, wait. So see it moving on screen, but the story keeps going. Let me keep going into that. And oh gosh, when was the first time I did get into manga? It would have had to have been in high school. I think around that time it was when Bleach was airing. And like, you know, I'm so tired of waiting. For what's going to happen next. So I'll get into that. <laughs> and as fun as Bleach can be sometimes. It's also one of those train wrecks. You kind of just can't walk away from. You have to watch the whole thing happen. No matter how bad the dumpster fire is. And I said to someone who loves Bleach. So I just continued on from there. And that's how I got into things. 
uh, like your more Shonen Jump series. That's how I got into Naruto and One Piece. And then branched way off from there into things like 20th Century Boys, which uh, you'll find out later on is my all-time favorite manga. And I think Naoki Urasawa is a goddamn genius. Um, and everything he's done that I've read. So yeah, that's how I got into it. Uh, so I've been in it since then. Been a good 15, 16 years. Now to our next question, we have, uh, of the three forms of media the podcast covers, what are my favorites of each kind? Well, I skipped ahead on one, but we'll start with comics. Because once again, that's where I started. Now comics, it's fairly obvious, I'm a Spider-Man guy. Always have been, always will be. My dad's more Captain America than Spider-Man. I think it's his second favorite. I've always been Spider-Man first, everyone else second. And I just, I just love them. Just seeing this guy who he was way stronger than me, but at the same time fighting against people way outside of his weight class. You know, fighting against the Rhino, fighting against Sandman or the Green Goblin, people that would wreck him if he wasn't smart, if he didn't, you know, learn how to utilize his powers better or the gadgets he had at his disposal. I loved that, and to. I'm also kind of cheating with this question because my second answer that's tied with first place is Marvel Team Up, but it's for different reasons. Marvel Team Up, growing up, was just one of those things I absolutely adored Marvel Team Up because it got my favorite character and then a bunch of other Marvel characters, seeing them interact with each other sometimes for the first time, it seemed. It's been a while since I've read through them, but it was just just amazing to see like you know the origins of the Wraith. You get to see in issue number one, like the eventual start of the Sandman's redemption. Just this really cool thing. I loved watching this. Who, who was Spider-Man going to be teaming up with this time when you know it wasn't like the Hulk and Human Torch teaming up together or what have you. Let's see. Now, as far as anime is concerned, my favorite is uh, a little known anime with 110 episodes, I think, called Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Uh, it's from the late 80s and stopped in the I believe 97 I think uh, released as an OVA now to those who don't know what that is it's like in Japan they would release like four or so episodes at a time on VHS or Betamax or whatever it was and then they'd animate more and then later on in the year they'd release four more so on and so forth until eventually you got to that hulking behemoth of 110 episodes and I just fell in love because it first happened over quarantine. When it first started, like, man, I have nothing to do right now. Well, let me get into something I've been pushing off for a while. And I'm so glad I did. Because I was blown away by the story. It's your atypical anime, too. It's like, you know, there's really no, you know, hot-blooded power of friendship, speeches given. You know, if anything, that's discouraged in it. I mean, there's no 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 key attacks. You know, no, really no fan service at all, which ultimately is a good thing. It's just, it's about two different base nations. You have your, your galactic empire right here, and you have your democratic free planets right here fighting in a never ending war. They're at loggerheads because there's only two ways they can get to each other, and both of them are blocked off by various reasons. And it's them trying to connive and weave their way through, trying to gain the upper hand on each other. And I just, Adore everything about it. Now, manga, as I mentioned, was 20th Century Boys. That. Whew. I was not ready for that. I read that in college. 
uh, I want to say my junior year, maybe sophomore year. I just found this. It's like, what is this? Because I had watched Monster before, also by Urasawa. And it's like, wow, this is something really chooses. This guy's pretty good. See, what else did he have? So I found 20th Century Boys. Whew. And I adored this series so much. Just seeing like the way he handles, juggles so many characters at once over different times in the story. Because it'll place in, take place in like six, uh, 1969. It'll take place in 20, 2001 or something like that. Or 2000. And then 2015. It's like jumping all over and he handles it so well. It's like everything is connected and weaving together in a way that's like, my man planned this out. And as a writer, I enjoy that because I'm the kind of writer at that point. I love like plotting everything out. Like I'll start with the basic idea, then I'll get the characters made and then I'll plot like, okay, in this chapter, these five things are going to happen. In this chapter, seven things are going to happen. So on and so forth because of what happened three chapters ago, this will happen. And I, I get the feeling he's kind of the same way. Maybe he writes by the seat of his pants, but I would be majorly surprised if that was true. <laughs> So uh, the next question will be, now, what would this podcast be covering media-wise? Now, this is the Starving Writers Guild Anime, Manga, and Comics podcast. Now, that's a little misleading for this episode because one of those will not be covered in this. Outside of like what I'm watching at the time, I'll, I'll mention it. But in this specific one, we'll be focusing on two things. So it'll be manga and comics. Now, the anime podcast was actually something, let me go back with you, uh, a full year, that I had proposed to John the idea of, you know, doing this together because, you know, when we were in college together, what we would do is I'd say, John, have you watched X series? Have you seen Neon Genesis Evangelion? And inevitably the answer would be no. So I would get John together. So I look, we're watching that today. We're watching Gurren Lagann. We're watching all these series together so that you and I can have time to bond. I can share something that I love with someone else. And that's one of the reasons I'm doing this too. Is like, I mean, I'm not doing this obviously to make money. I mean, there are plenty of better podcasts out there for that. We can make way better, you know, monetary gain out of doing this. I'm just new and fresh in the game, but I'm just it's it's just fun. And I have no one to really talk to about some of these things here because I mean, my dad forever ago he he stopped getting into more recent comics. So every now and then I'll bring up something that happened and I'll just get a blank stare. It's like, it's not his fault. He's just not reading it. And I have friends who enjoy anime and manga around me, but they're not caught up like I am. So I figured, you know what? Why don't you have a captive audience? And that'll be you guys. Whoever listens to this, sorry. But on to the question that I had asked earlier, instead of going on my rabbit trail, as will often happen. We will be covering primarily from the manga side. Oh my gosh, I just realized I had a I had a rabbit trail inside of rabbit trails. So John and I had done the podcast. I'm becoming my father, sorry. And we recorded a couple of episodes, but then, you know, he had a new baby on the way, you know, moving to a new location. And he's writing other books. He just had the time to do everything like when we did it. So we decided, you know what, for right now, we'll just call a pause on it. We recorded like four or five episodes. We'll just stop. We won't release anything. That way we won't get our hopes up. So I waited and I waited and John is a busy man. You know, unlike me, he is married. He has children. He has other responsibilities, other jobs that I have way more free time comparatively speaking. So I said, well, why not just do it myself? 
I'll Thanos it up. Go after my little podcast Infinity Gauntlet. And here we are. So I think I'm done with that. So we can go back to the actual question I asked. It got us on this you know, fourth or fifth rabbit trail we're on. And we will be covering on this particular show, manga-wise, primarily Shonen Jump series. Now, that's mostly because, I mean, I love Shonen Jump. Not all the series in there, as we will get into later. But for the most part, I just, it just gets me. I'm a, I'm a little 12-year-old boy every time I read you know, My Hero. Or <laughs> I'm having an aneurysm every time I'm trying to understand anything that goes on in Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> just, just laughing at whatever inane antics that Oda's getting up to in One Piece. Or just laughing hysterically at Mashal. I love Shonen Jump. Now, there'll be a couple out outside, some manga, as well as some manhwa as well, that we'll be covering on the podcast. And I'll talk about those later. But that's as far as manga is concerned. Primarily Shonen Jump focus. Now, comics, I'm going to make some enemies here. Because, well, that sounds so broad. Well, I'm really only going to be covering Marvel. Because I'm caught up with them. Now, I'm not opposed to DC. I've always been more of a Marvel fanboy compared to DC. But, I, like I said, I'm not caught up with the current DC right now. And I'm not ready to go in there. Now, later on, as I hit my mic, hope everyone heard that one. I may eventually get into DC, like, as things go on, the people give me recommendations, like, you should try this series, you know, you know, Detective Comics has a thousand issues, but like try try 1015 or whatever it is at this point in time. So like, okay, sure. You know, if you guys are recommending it, I'll try it out. And maybe it'll eventually come on the podcast proper. But I'm primarily focusing on Marvel right now. If something like attracts my interest, like uh was it a year or so ago that Future Quest came out, I never really got into that. But if I was like in this, I definitely would have been sharing that because I love the Hanna-Barbera properties. And I especially love them in a crossover setting. It's like, yes, please. Now, onto our next question. How will this podcast be presented? Well, as you can see, not very well structured. Despite everything that I have structured in here, I'm a structured person when it comes to organizing things. Not so much when I open my mouth. <laughs> I have a lisp and a stutter, and that's going to get away with things. We'll just have to endure it together. Thank you for your patience. At a podcast proper, how it'll be presented. Like, normally, I'll probably start with a greeting. It's like, you know, hello. like Kind of like what I did for this. Hopefully way better. And then I'll mention, like, what's on my mind. Like, you know, what shows I'm watching right now. Or something that might pertain to the podcast. You know, who knows? Maybe later on it is a Patreon. Probably not anytime soon. And I'll get into that. Why you should care. Moving on. Then I'll go in there. We'll start with the manga. And after that, we'll finish with the comics. Now, I'm going to do my best, number one, to remember that I made this promise, which is a prayer all, all on its own, so be praying for that. But then, two, the actual promise would be to place timestamps in the description of, like, okay, at you know, 3.47, we started our discussion on Black Clover. There we go. Now, for our final big question, so you're listing all these things, Christian, like, uh, I, you want to cover this, cover that. Well, what's your criteria for what you cover on the show? Excellent question. I'm glad I asked it myself. So my main answer for this is that I have to be consistently having fun. 
and reading what the comic or the manga cannot be a chore. If I'm slogging through it just because it's an inevitable anime adaptation somewhere or adaption, whichever that one is, you'll probably see me second guessing myself on words I choose later on. That'll be fun for the both of us. You can laugh at my misery. But I'm just doing it because, well, eventually it's going to get an anime adaptation. People are going to talk about it and I might as well know what's going on. Well, that'll be some of the series listed on when we get to those. The others of them, like, be like, man, I'm my hero every week. I want to watch, I want to read my hero. I want to read One Piece and go, goodness gracious, I just read 20 walls of text and I understood about half of that. Let me, let me read it again. And over and over again, that's what I want to do. So if I'm having fun, I'm reading it. If I'm not having fun, guess what won't be covered? Now, that could be, you know, as far as like eventually as we go on, like, you know, series will be lost, they'll be finished, or they'll be axed. Uh, that means they're, they're cut by the Shonen Jump executives who doesn't understand that term, and they're no longer like publishing the manga proper. Eventually comics as well, uh, American comics. And a new series will pop up. Now, what's my criteria for including it, you know, in the podcast? It's like, well, like I said, if I'm having fun with it. But also, if I read it, and I normally try to give like three to five chapters before I make a decision. But there's something I go, you know, chapter one, you know, I'm not really into gender benders. I'm done with this. As one of the series that won't be covered, we'll be talking about. That's one of the reasons why. It's like that's not my series. Like Ranma, kinda I had fun with, but overall, it's just not really my thing. So there we go. Now moving on to what we will actually be covering. These will be manga that are currently being posted in the Shonen Jump uh, magazine or through Manga Plus. I won't be mentioning everything. So if you don't see it on this, if you don't hear it on the list, that probably means I won't be covering it and I probably just forgot to put it on the list. So you just be a list of those manga and like why I won't cover them, why I will. And we'll start, of course, with what I just mentioned, Ayakashi Triangle. Like I said, gender bitter, not really my thing. I'm just not having fun with it. It's way too heavily involved with fan service. It's like fan service is one of those things that's kind of my personal little bugbears. It's just like, you can have it in a series. Like, I couldn't watch anime if I hated it completely. But, like, over the top, like, every five panels excuse to show something or flash something. It's like, just grow up, dude. And I know at a certain point in time, it's like, these manga are intended for, like, your 12-year-olds in Japan. They're the primary audience. And as a 31-year-old white man, I'm not the intended audience. And that's okay. I can say it's not for me. So Ayakashi Triangle will not be covered, covered on this podcast. Now onto one that will, as I continue in alphabetical order. Black Clover. Whew. I both love and have mixed feelings on Black Clover. I mean, I've commonly referred to it at home to my friends as like babies for shonen. And I don't mean that as a, in a derogatory way. It's like, if you're enjoying the series, you're not a child. 
I mean, I'd have to include myself in there if that were true. That is also true, but that's beside the point. It's one of those series, Shonen wise, it wears <laughs> it's it wears Shonen influences on its sleeve, and that part of that is charming. Part of that is me rolling my eyes. It's like I wish this character had more than one character trait, and they wouldn't mention it every time they showed up. But then you get the really sick action scenes and dynamic. I mean, especially like you know the Noel of Chapter One is not the Noel of our current chapter, even though she doesn't appear in it. Like th- there's such a difference between you know the one trick pony Sundere princess to the the different kinder noble we see in more recent chapters. Like if I had given up Black Clover originally, I would never have seen that, and that's one of the great things about the series. But then there are other characters. It's like, well, you got the one shtick and you're sticking with it. So moving on to Blue Box, uh, very atypical for Shonen Jump magazine, and I kind of adore it. It's sweet, it's fun, it's wholesome, and it's a romance, which isn't typically my thing either. So I'm surprised by how much I like it. In fact, there's one other romance series on here that's more for the, the cuteness and wholesomeness as well. As I get to that later, but let's focus on Blue Box for now. It's, it's, well, like I said, it's not my typical thing, but I love the way the mangaka, you know, creates this world, subverts some ideas in a cool way. Like the idea of the love triangle is like, oh gosh, of course this is showing up. It's like, nope. nope, we were just thinking that because that's what the genre does. And I'm going to get rid of that. It's like, yes, please. This is exactly what I need a breath of fresh air. Thank God for the Reiwa era, which, if you don't know, is the current era in Japan based on emperors, I believe. I'm not an expert. As you'll find later on, there'll be some cultural things, differences between America and Japan. I'm going to screw up, and I'm going to need your grace on that. (laughs) Our next series will be Boruto. Oof. Oh, there was one thing I forgot to mention. (laughs) There are some series, the criteria for what I cover on the show. Uh, Those will be series... This will sound terrible. It's because I'm having fun making fun of them. Boruto is not always that. Uh, That's more Jason Aaron's Avengers. I'll I'll get into that later on. (laughs) But Boruto sometimes, it's just like, Kishimoto, what are you you smoking right now? How do I get you to stop? You're hurting yourself, man. It's not good for you. (laughs) And, like, Naruto, I love Naruto. I mean, I think along with everyone, the ending was kind of kind of mixed feelings, like ultimately positive for me. And we get to Boruto. It's just like, yep, spinoff babies. <laughs> and it's fun. I enjoy it. There's this whole new world. But then you get a oh, side issue here. We'll be talking spoilers here, you know, obviously, because these are coming out, you know, today in this general vicinity. So we're talking about what happened in the past, what talk what happened in the manga proper. So don't be surprised if spoilers come up. So if you're surprised, that's on you, not me. Boruto was like <laughs> having Naruto and Sasuke lose some of their best abilities and having Boruto lose to QB. <laughs> it's just like, well, we have to nerf our, our old main characters just so these guys have a chance in this new world. It's like, well, whatever. I'm having fun. I mean, Nuclear Fusion was discussed a while ago in a series that has no business talking about it. 
I'm enjoying it. I'll be memeing on it a little bit, just messing with it. But most of it is coming from a place of I'm enjoying this, but I'm also having fun pointing out the eccentricities, let's say. Uh, next series, Dan the Dan. This is one of those, I have a quick discussion about this one. Ultimately, I am enjoying it. Like when I see it on Monday, when it pops up, oh, new Dan the Dan. But in the context of this podcast, there are certain things to say, okay, what can, do, what do I feel is proper to be on here? And there's some things in Dan to Dan, and to those of you who've read it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, well, do I feel comfortable talking about this on the air? And the answer is no. And that's just one of those things that you learn in maturity is like, well, other people might not like this. I don't want them to experience it that way. So I'm just going to drop it. It's not going to be on the show, even though I enjoy it. Next up, uh, Diamond in the Rough. Interesting premise. Uh, it's only like five or six chapters in at this point, I think. Uh, I don't have to give this one a pass. It's I, I like the gym thing, but I'm not really feeling anyone yet. Maybe later on, if it gets better, I'll put it on the show, but... I highly doubt it. Except Dr. Stone. Absolutely, I will be covering this. I love this manga. I love Senku. I love, you know, learning new things about science that I probably should have learned years ago, but because I was too lazy, I didn't. That was just me in school. If I didn't care about the setting or the material, I didn't, you know, put in the effort for it. But if I did, guess who had 100 in every class? That's just how it was. And when it came to science based on math, that wasn't for me. But like seeing it in this context of like restoring the world after it's gone away and then basing your series on science, bringing society back. It's like such a cool concept. It's like, yes, I'm all in. Dr. Stone is in the podcast. Next up is Don't Blush Kimei-san. This is our other romance series. And there's not a lot of substance to this series if I'm being perfectly honest. But, like, I love these two dorks. I, I want to see the relationship continue. Once again, it's that pure Rewa energy of we're actually having couples be together instead of teasing it for 500 chapters and then maybe getting a yes at the end. It's like, yes, please, more of this. This is what I want. Next up. Oh, oh gosh. Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> like the Boruto thing sometimes. I, you, you just got to, you can't take it all too seriously. I mean, how many times, I mean, through Dragon Ball Z proper, did Vegeta get hyped up and then job and then, and then continues to do it in Super? He just got a new form and he jobbed again. It's like, oh my gosh. And then Goku, Goku is Goku. I mean, I love him. But at the end of the day, there's never been much substance to him. And I'm fine with that. You don't need all of your characters, even your main character, to you know, be dynamic. Goku is Goku. He's going to be Goku forever, and I'm fine with that. That's why Dragon Ball Super will definitely be in the podcast. I I'm loving it. It's so much fun. The Elusive Samurai. Wow. This one took me by surprise by how much I was ready to get into it because I, I won't lie to you. I was lost at the beginning. It's like, I don't know this time period about Japan. I mean, it's before the Sengoku period. That's about as far back as I really know. But it's really charming. It's really a lot of fun. There's action. 
some really dynamic characters in this one. This is getting into the series, but our next one definitely won't. And I'll explain why. The High School Family. If you hear any venom in my voice coming on, it's because I'm practically spewing it out. I don't know how this is still in the magazine. I know there are people that will defend this to their dying breath, but I am definitely not one of them. I hate this series so much. It is anti-humor in the worst possible way. It's it's a gag manga uh, about this family who are all in high school at the same time. Dad, mom, sister, brother, and their cat with a weird human-looking face. I'll be perfectly honest, I hate it. I, I've There's like... 50 some chapters out by now. And if I held both my hands up to count the times I've left, maybe seven times, which is really bad for a humor series. And once again, that's one of those little differences between locations. Like sometimes Japanese humor doesn't always come and just like the match with me. And, but there'll be other series, comedy series you'll see, like, it just gets me. Like, Mashal, when we get to that, like, Mashal is all, the mangaka understands me. Most of the time, in a way, like, we, we just get each other's humor. And I love it. High School Family, no, I despise it. But I don't want to, like, beat it in submission. Like, anyone who's legitimately enjoying it is like, well, you're stupid for enjoying it. No, that is not what this podcast is about. That's why I won't be covering it, so you don't have to hear me trash it. It's way different than, like, your, your, uh, your Boruto's and <clears throat> uh, what did that just say? Dragon Ball Supers and your Jason Aaron's Avengers. Like, uh, I'll make fun of those uh, parts of it. I'm enjoying. I can't, there's nothing I'm enjoying about it. Now, next up, Whew, the Hunters Guild Red Hood. I like this series, but as of the latest chapter, I'm very afraid for this series because it feels like it's going to be axed. Due to recent developments we'll get into later in episode one, when I'm covering it, mm, it's fun. I like the fairy tale setting. Uh, there's way too many characters right now. Uh, some questionable decisions early on with how many chapters they focused on those werewolves. It's like, you know, this could have been done in like two chapters instead of five or whatever it was. Uh, but for the mangaka's first time presenting a series, this is not bad. And if they get axed, I'm sure they'll definitely come back with a stronger series, learning from this. But uh, as long as it's going, we'll be covering it. Next up, let's talk about the something we'll cover if it ever comes back. Uh, Hunter Hunter. Love Hunter Hunter. Uh, Togashi is still recovering. And I wish him a speedy recovery. And I have been since 2018 when the last chapter was released, I think. And here we are. That's just how it is. Or maybe it was 2019. Can't remember. It's probably not coming back. Unless he submits himself in humility and allows someone else to draw and he writes. Which, as a perfectionist, as much of a perfectionist as he is, I don't see happening. Unless someone points a gun to his head. And that's probably not happening because I think Japan's gun control laws are better than the States. Uh, moving on to Jujutsu Kaisen. Love Jujutsu Kaisen. I just finished. Uh, I, I'd been. I'd read it before the anime came out, and said, "Well, I don't need to watch it." And I said, "You know what? Screw it. I'll watch it." 
loved it all over again. I love the setting. I love the power system. I love the way these dorks interact with each other. It's so much fun. Jujutsu Kaisen is in. Kaiju number eight. Oh my gosh. I love Kaiju number eight so much. It's just shown in action with Kaijus. Like, what more do I need? Like, as someone who was raised on Godzilla, like, this is everything I've ever wanted. It's like Pacific Rim, like, deciding. Which of my friends I was drift compatible with? This is a series made for me, and I love it and I adore it. And I'm going to follow it, you know, no matter how short the chapters feel. Sometimes. Uh, next up is Magu Chan, God of Destruction. You know, this is a fun little wholesome series, and I like it. It's not definitely not my favorite in the list, but I'll definitely be covering it because you know every now and then it'll be a cool wacky gag, and I'll, it'll get a good laugh out of me. So Magu in. Now, I spoiled this one, but Mashal, Magic, and Muscles. Yes, please keep going. I will always, always tune into this one. <laughs> he, he just gets me. The author. It's, oh my gosh, with his dumb faces, with his humor, the stupid situations people end up in. I love Mashal. You know, you want your one punch man and Harry Potter thrown into the mix. Uh, this is that's Mashal, and ow, every time it's there, it's just such a delight. And I'm going to be laughing along with you guys just discussing it. On to our next series, Me and Roboco. Oof. This one's a hit or miss for me. And if I'm honest with you, it's mostly misses. I mean, I was discussing Japanese humor earlier. Like this one, I know. In contrast to Mashal, we don't always jive. And it's not like the series is bad. I mean, there's certainly like I I like the the bully excuse me the bully characters are not bullies. They just look like bullies. I love that. You know, I love Roboco's you know inability to remain tied to reality. But I mean, I'm not laughing at the jokes most of the time. I'm not understanding all the references. This is not made for me. This is made for someone who's been reading the magazine. Since like the 70s. <laughs> and that has most definitely not been me. I started reading everything like two years ago, maybe a little before that, as it was being released. So, no, me and Roboco. Uh, next is Mission Yuzakura Family. Now, this one I debated with for a while. And there's one other on this list that I kind of felt similarly to this. Um, but there are things I really like. Uh, uh, the spies, the family setting, like those are interesting, but I mean, it's been like a hundred chapters and I really still don't know why Tayo and Mutsumi, yeah, Tayo and Mutsumi like, like each other other than they're, you know, teenagers. That's what teenagers do. Uh, I can't get behind everything in there. Uh, the blooming is an interesting idea. I'll give it that. But like overall, like, when I debated with myself, what am I going to put in the podcast? What am I not? It's like, I'm not always having fun with this. So the answer is no. I know there's some diehard fans out there. Sorry to disappoint you, but that's just how it is. Now, moving on to our next series is My Hero Academia. And I'll slip vigilantes in there as well. 
Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. A hundred times. Yes. I love my hero. I love everything about it. This speaks to me as a comics, uh, an American comics fan. This is a fan from overseas reconstructing comics in a Japanese setting. I adore it. I love Midoriya's journey. I love All Might. I love his his classmates. I love the villains. I love the setting. The art grew on me in a while. I first watched the anime several years ago. It's like, oh, I hate this art. Now it's like, you know what? I'm fine with it. Uh, I love My Hero Academia. Vigilantes is fun, too. Uh, so that would be on when that gets updated. So moving on to our next topic, our next series, uh, Nehru, Way of the Martial Artist. Uh, I debated on this one, too. Uh, the way the rankings have been going, I think it's probably going to go the way of Red Hood, which is not fun for me. I It had a rough start, Nehru. It's like I didn't really know what it was trying to do. But it got better along the way, so I was like, do I actually care about this series? I'm starting to get there, but if it survives the axe, so I'll give it like 19 chapters total. If it survives that, I'll add it to the podcast. But for right now, no. I'm fairly certain it's not going to last. Now on to our The Piece de Resistance of Shonen Jump. One Piece. Oda is one of those people like Urasawa that just, the man plans. And I love how he does it. He builds a world that is so bonkers and insane and everything that's going on in it. I just want, I want more and I want more and I want more. And he's never going to stop. I mean, he says we're getting close in like five years. He'll be done. That's a bald faced lie. And we all know it. There's no way. Uh, I mean, but if anyone could, it would be him. Uh, One Piece is most definitely in. I'm on Oda's wild ride, and I'm not getting off till he says we're off. Uh, now for our next series. Uh, P P P P P P P. Or I think I added an extra P. Um, it's about music. I've I like music, but it's hard in a non-auditory setting to care about what's being done in the series. So I'm going to say no. I mean, there are interesting concepts in it, but mostly it's like, no, I'm done. I gave it a couple of chapters. I'm not having fun. This is a chore to read. Uh, Sakamoto days. Um, similar thing. Interesting concepts. Interesting characters. Kind of. But I'm not always landing with the jokes. More Japanese humor. I just That's just not built for me. So... I dropped this one a while back. I mean, as in like caring, I still read it just because I'm fairly certain it's going to get, you know, an anime later on from the way it's been selling. But not for me. Now, by family. Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. Whew. This man, it's like Nashville's mangaka. He gets me when it comes to humor. When it comes to setting, when it comes to characters, when it comes to plot, I'm all in. I was invested since chapter one. Just like, please show me everything you have in store for me for the rest of this manga. I love it. I love Lloyd. I love Yor. I love Anya. I love Anya's faces. Like, she is a meme on herself. Just, girl can't go a panel without giving another face. And it changes every single time. It's not the same face. And I love it. 
I'm all for this 100%. Uh, next is Undead Unluck. Now, you know the phrase, you know, first impressions matter? That was definitely my problem with this. When, it first, when I first read it, I was like, oh, gosh, this is kind of gross, and I'm really uncomfortable with how they're handling this male-female relationship here. And I will give it credit. It has gotten much better in that regard. You know, 60-some chapters in. But, I mean, I'm not always driving with it. They're interesting... I keep saying interesting concepts and characters and stuff like that, so I'm just going to repeat myself over and over again. But they are there's some really cool ideas that are brought up, like the Umas and the Uns, like the idea of creating characters based on the on a word that starts with Un. I love that idea so much. I want to steal it and make it my own, but I won't because it's made obvious here. And it does the mangaka does a really cool job with some of them, but ultimately, like. It's kind of a chore to read most of the time, so it's not going to be in the pot, uh, the podcast. Now, our last one, Witch Watch, is fun sometimes. I mean, you got some quirky, unique characters in it, but I mean, for the most part, the humor is not really landing with me. I don't care that much about it, so it won't be in the podcast. Now, moving on. To our other manga and manhwa series, since we have finished all the ones that are currently in Shonen Jump as we speak. A Fire Force. Now, I know earlier I said fan service isn't really my thing. And to be honest, it's not really why I like this series. But uh, after watching the first season of anime, I gave it all a chance. And it's been a really fun story, uh, story since then. So that will definitely be in the podcast. Uh, next up, we have JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. JoJo Lens. Now, that has not been released yet. Part 8 just ended. Uh, Jojo Leon. Uh, a couple, two months ago, I think. And we'll talk about an interesting ride, but that's how I Rocky do. And I'll be ready for it when Jojo Lens starts up. So when that releases, that will definitely be in the podcast. Now, next series, some you probably haven't heard of. It's called Task Force for Paranormal Disaster Management. This is a fun little series. It's basically just kaijus start showing up and it's how the japanese government responds to it i mean in a similar way to your shin godzilla not exactly the same but like for those of you who have that as a reference i I would use that to help you understand the series next up we have one punch man Uh, this will include both the manga and the webcomic i'm caught up on both and whenever one decides to release like two or three chapters at a time like he's been doing every year like i'll cover those uh when murata you know, the crazy madman uh, releases this chapter like once, you know, every two days, it seems sometimes. That'll be on here. Uh, next one's a little more of an interesting one. And it's one of those I'm not really sure how I feel, but I'm, I'm kind of actually liking the setting. Is uh, a manga called Sanda. And it's about a kid in this world where, like, if I remember correctly, there's not like a, a lot of kids. There's not a lot of kids around. Uh, they're all in the school. And he finds out that he's a descendant of Santa Claus. <laughs> it, it's, it's been fun so far. But this is made by the, the same uh, mangaka as uh, the one who made Beastars. Uh, I've, I've only watched up to the second season. I haven't watched any, excuse me, read any of the manga. Uh, from what I understand, people liked it. 
and she has been doing a good job. Uh, fun fact, if I remember correctly, she's actually the daughter of the mangaka behind Baki the Grappler. And I can definitely see uh, where some of her influences come from. So that's been fun. Uh, moving on to our next series is uh, Coffee Moon. Now, Coffee Moon, what's that? Uh, heck if I know, but I'm along for the ride. Uh, basically takes place in this more like urban Tokyo, New York City-esque city. Uh, kind of more Gotham at night where, uh, what's her name, Pieta? And it's going to be a thing, recurring theme in the podcast is me not remembering people's names. And she finds herself looping the same day, which is her birthday, until eventually other girls around her start learning that, you know, what's happening, that they're still looping the same day. They start retaining their memories from past loops. And so it's like, oh, she had this power. This someone else affecting this. What's going on? It's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's definitely one of those head scratchers. I have to go like, but well, what that just read? Let me read this like five times. Like, oh, okay, I get it. So moving on. A Tower of God is going to be our first manhwa. I started Tower of God based on a recommendation of a friend in college. And I got about a hundred plus in, forgot to keep looking at it, updating, and now it's like, what, 500 or something? Uh, I got back into it like two years ago. And it's been a fun ride. And that's definitely going to be one that's like, I need a flow chart. It's like, okay, who are you? Where did you show up? I need my one piece chart of like, okay, you showed up in chapter two. You were referenced in chapter 500 something. Oh, you showed up again there. It's like, okay, so wow, I need to read like 70 other chapters right now to understand what's going on. And for me, that's fun. Other people, maybe not. But Tower of God will be our first mon- uh, manhwa. Uh, second one will be solo leveling. Now, I enjoy solo leveling, but it is one of those wow. What is going on here? This is a power fantasy through and through. And you know what? I need a good power fantasy out now and then. That's just how it's going to roll. And that's definitely one of those things like, yep, I'm in. Just just, just feed it to me right now. So I can feel like I'm the guy just like wrecking people right and left. That's solo leveling in a nutshell. That'll be it from manga and manhwa. Now moving on to our Marvel comics in the series. Now, I mentioned it a couple times before. But we will be covering Avengers. God help me. I don't understand Aaron one bit. There's, it's just one of those really frustrating things. Like, there's some cool ideas brought in. Like, I love the idea of the vampire nation. Like, that's awesome. But then what he does to She-Hulk, I hate that so much. She even turned into a brute just because he couldn't get the Hulk on the team because of what was happening in Immortal Hulk. Hulk? Immortal Hulk. That's a different story. And... It's like Echo suddenly has the Phoenix Force. It's like, oh, okay. Like, of all characters, I never would have thought that before. Well, I suppose it's surprising, if nothing else. Like, it's... I, I just love, like... Just... What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, meaning keeps coming up, but that's, that's the wrong word. It's like, I love heckling this series. <laughs> like, if this was a stand-up comedian, I would be doing my best to make them break and hate me. Because that's what they're doing to me. So Jason Aaron's Avengers, it's like, that'll be covered by the podcast. It'll be a love-hate relationship. We'll have fun together. And next up, Savage Avengers. I love this series. It's so dumb. They're not a team. It's basically Conan the Barbarian's book, 
but it's not called that. It's called Savage Avengers, even though like half the team hasn't been seen since like the first arc. I was like, when was the last time the Punisher showed up? I, or Electra? Heck if I know. Forever ago. But it's just, I love seeing Conan interact with the modern world. That was really fun. What if several years ago, it was seventies, I think where that happened, but like this, he's now here permanently. Now he's, he's owned by Marvel again. It's just dumb fun. And I love it. Next up will be the amazing Spider-Man. Interesting where the series is going right now with Ben Riley coming back, but I am enjoying the first two issues so far. So I'll be going over that when we get into episode one, we'll be covering those. And all of these series in episode one, we won't be covering It'll be the ones that were released that week. Then the next week will be the ones released that week, so on and so forth. Kind of like with the manga. Um, but I- I'm interested to see where the Amazing Spider-Man goes. He's my favorite hero. I'm okay with Ben Riley. I know a lot of people hate him. Like I've never really felt that real vitriol everyone else has for him. That's because I wasn't reading it as it was being released. I mean, I didn't really get into that heavy. No, the more modern Spider-Man until like 2000-ish, 2001, when I started reading the JMS line. So I missed all the Clone Saga stuff outside of that really funny joke in the animated series. So next up would be Nonstop Spider-Man. That's when I debated on this one. I hate the art. I'm not big on how they're doing Zemo's characterization, which having Zemo be the main villain was what kind of attracted me to this. It's like, oh, Spider-Man and Baron Zemo? That hasn't really happened before. It's like, uh. I mean, they're interesting things, but I guess interesting is code for I don't like this is what I'm finding out in this recording. So, I mean, I'll keep it in for now. If it like personally offends me down the line or I'm not having fun, I'll get rid of it. And next up is Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Love Miles. Uh, When he first came out, it was just one of those like, oh, well, I wasn't following comics at the time for the most part. Outside of regular Spider-Man, Ultimate was one of those I read for a little bit, but it wasn't really my jazz, my my thing. And Miles, when he first showed up, was like, "Oh, this is interesting." You know, Hispanic and African, you know, Spider-Man's like, "Oh, let's see what that's about." And when I got into it, I was like, "Wow, I love Miles," and I had been like, I just finished uh, the Miles Morales PS4 game like a couple months ago. I was like that was a ton of fun. So I, and I, I don't get the hate for Miles outside of unless you're just like, well, I hate things being replaced or maybe I'm a secret racist. <laughs> That's a joke. Not everyone who hates Miles is a racist. But Miles is fun. Definitely in here. I don't really like his new costume. I'll be honest that just showed up like two issues ago, I think. But, you know, that's another ordeal. Moving on to X-Men. Jonathan Hickman's run has been what X-Men has needed. And I'm so sad to see he's leaving fairly soon because it's been a breath of fresh air, especially after I've dealt with the debacle, absolute debacle of not being owned by Disney when it came to movie rights. And same thing with the Fantastic Four sometimes. Like it just, just got downplayed. It's like, we don't care about you if you're not in the MCU. And that's not a conspiracy theory. That is fact. Like Marvel execs made sure not to give them the spotlight they needed. Hickman has been changing everything for the better. I love Krakoa. I love them all working together. I mean, I even love their snootiness because I also hate it at the same time. It's like, well, 
how are you going to act like this to all the people who've been working with you this whole time? But at the same time, I understand as people who've been under threat constantly, they're kind of like standoffish and like, just let us have our own little nation here. Leave us alone. It's a cool concept. I'm loving it. Keep it going. Uh, next up would be Wolverine. Uh, this series that I'm not always into. It depends on the storylines mostly, but like the auction little side three we did, I think it was in Marjorie That was a lot of fun. I like the vampire angle. That's been fun. So Wolverine, I'll be covering that one. Next up is Fantastic Four. Slot. Slot and I need to have a talk sometime, and I don't think it's going to end well for either one of us. I, When I was younger, I liked some of what he was doing on Spider-Man. But as I've gotten older, I look back on those issues and go, hmm, this man needed a better editor. He needed someone to rein him in and say, okay, you have this cool concept here, but yeah, what about doing this instead? He, he's suffering from George Lucas syndrome. Like, George Lucas has amazing ideas. And he just throws them all together, but he needs an editor to say, George, look, cool idea, cool concept, but we need to cut this out. We need to focus on this instead. That slot. I mean, I, I hate the retcon about Franklin not being a mutant. He's always been a mutant. He will continue to be a mutant in my heart. And the way they handled that debacle with Magneto and Professor X being like, well, well, you're not a mutant. We don't care about you anymore. It's so out of character for them. It's not even funny. Johnny is written as, you know, as if he's still 16 years old. And as if he's never had any character development. So I'm not a fan of that. Reed is fine. Sue is fine. Uh, the thing is fine. I'm actually, I, he finally got him and Alicia together. I'm, I'm all I'm pro for that. Slot did a good job there. There are other decisions he's making. I'm like, ugh. This is one of those I kind of, I'll be memeing on as well. I'll be, I'll be roasting with the Avengers. Next up is Daredevil. If you are not reading Daredevil, pick up the trades. Read Daredevil, please, right now. This is one of the best friends Daredevil has ever had. Not better than Miller. But right now, I am enjoying every single issue that has come out. Seeing him tackle, like, Daredevil, like, I accidentally killed a guy. He was a criminal, but, like, let me turn myself in. Let me go through the jail system, like, exposing the evils that happened there. Like, the great talk he had, and I think it was issue five with Spider-Man, being like, look, dude, I get it. This thing happened. Uh, at some point, we're all going to have to retire, and I hope that... You know, someone's around to tell me to stop because that's what I'm telling you. If I ever see you in your costume again, we're coming after you. It was what, such a great scene. I love this series. A plus. It's getting covered on the podcast. Now, last one, and this does not mean that I will not be covering more, but these are my primary right now, is Iron Man. This has been an interesting... Uh, <laughs> dang it, I said it again. And I mean, interesting in a good way. I, I suppose I'll have to voracious no cuts we're keeping that in this has been an interesting and a fun way series because you know bringing up you know Korvac bringing Iron Man back to his roots of like okay who am I right now like uh, what's going on uh, issues with my heart I've even enjoyed the inclusion of Hellcat as a love interest which I did not see coming um, this, and see him spacefaring with a really interesting team oh gosh that's that word again I'm gonna have to stop it of well, it was a gargoyle, Scarlet Spider, Misty Knight. Uh, oh gosh, 
Uh, War Machine is there too, and Leapfrog. <laughs> Such an odd assortment of characters, but they work so well together. No, I, I need to remember this writer's name later on, but I'm loving it. Okay. Well, that'll be the end of episode zero for tonight. I went on way longer than I thought I would, but here we go. Here's what we're doing. I guess I'll have to record tomorrow morning uh, for episode one, but that'll be a tomorrow me problem. Uh, as far as the podcast is concerned, uh, I'm planning on keeping both of them together, manga and comics. If I find that's too long, I may separate it and like record the manga one day and the comics another and just release them as separate episodes. We'll see how that works. I don't know. This is my first time. Be gentle. Uh, other than that, let's see. Uh, more than likely, these will be released either Friday or Saturday. Uh, more than likely Saturday for the first time, unless something happens that pushes it back. I would like it to be the week that things are released, but life gets in the way. Say la vie. Uh, as far as reaching us. At the moment right now, I do not have a Twitter up. I am planning on doing that for the podcast. But we are on starvingwritersguild.com. Uh, once again, you can find our stuff on there at the store. Uh, we have forums there to discuss things. Uh, we also have all of our work on Amazon. That's MC Ashley for me. Uh, that'll be the, uh, the Lost Time and Deadlands, which was just released, and then Broken Veil, a separate series. And you'll have John Erdley or John Alexander or John Transylvania, however it's showing up these days. I believe John Alexander is one out right now. And then Barbara Page. Uh, thank you once again for listening in. We hope you have fun. Uh, if you have any feedbacks, and in a way, there's also emails to reach us on the website. Uh, I believe that's it for our first episode, uh, or zero with episode. Until next time, see ya. <laughs>